Hello, and welcome to the Wellness Podcast with me, Jody Misiak. Today, we're going to continue talking about balance, and today I'm going to share tips and tools that have helped me, and I've also used to help my clients and stuff find balance in their life. So I could literally share for hours and hours and hours of different things that you could do, but I'm just taking like a handful of them to hopefully something resonates with you. Because uh, there's a, you can do some really deep work to help with things as well. But like I said, these are just tips that I'm sharing today and tools that I use. And I want to start off with a quote. Uh, it really hit me one day when I was out of balance, where I was kind of spiraling out of control with my thoughts, like, ah, I need to get this done. I need to get this done. And this quote literally just hit me on the side of the head. (laughs) Uh, I was reminded gently uh, about this quote from Gandhi. I have so much to accomplish today that I must meditate for two hours instead of one. Sometimes when we're out of balance or a lot of the time when we're out of balance, we think we need to do more. That we're like, ah, I have so much to do. I need to do this. I need to do this. And when we're in that frantic state, one of the best things you can do, and I might even have mentioned it in one of the other podcasts uh, this this month, is slow it down. Hit the, the pause button for just a minute. Because sometimes it's okay to do nothing. It's absolutely okay to do nothing. Sit in the stillness so you can breathe. Breathing is a really good way to get back to the present. And that's why this month I'm also doing a meditation. Actually, I have two. There's bonus this month where there's a breathing meditation as well. So it's I'm going to keep it. It's short and simple to just hit that play button on the meditation and slow it down. Because I'm almost certain I've said this already in one of the other podcast episodes about balance, but it's really, really important when we're in like that panic state to slow it down because nothing good comes out of this fear or this like urgency of getting something done. Why am I saying this? Because like I know it, I've experienced it myself, right? Like I'm sharing this because I've been there and it happens sometimes, even not that long ago where I have to remind myself like, okay, don't get worked up about all the things I need to do. Slow it down. And just by hitting the pause button or the play button for a meditation for breathing or any meditation, and in slowing down, you actually get to recenter yourself, regroup, and you get to see a situation from a different perspective. Because when we're panicking, when we're stressing, we don't bring our best self forward. We're in a straight a state of stress and overwhelm, and that doesn't help anybody. You know, it's when you come across, um, when you come into a situation where you have to act fairly quickly, like you're in a, something happens, right? And if you bring the fear and the overwhelm to something, you sometimes don't bring your best foot forward. But when you go into like, okay, you focus and you, you, you just connect with that present moment, and you just bring your A game without even realizing it, but you're like focused in on what is happening instead of all the other little pieces around it. 
And that's why slowing down and just being in the stillness for a minute. So obviously I've mentioned breathing is a really good one to bring it back. And on, and, and then on onto that is also meditation. So there, those are two amazing things to help you when you're feeling off kilter, out of balance, out of alignment. And when we're out of balance, like when you're not balanced, doing things like meditation or breathing sometimes feel like it's like, no, I don't have time for that. But that's why I read that quote. Because whenever we think we don't have time for something, that is probably what we need the most at that moment. And we don't have to meditate for two hours. Even five to 10 minutes help shift your perspective, your energy, and just your focus on everything. And it's so beautiful. So next time you feel like, "Ah, I got to do this, I got to do this, slow it down. Connect to your breath, listen to a meditation, and just bring it back. So another one is, I mentioned this in another episode as well, is tapping EFT, so Emotional Freedom Technique. Now, I was actually going through some courses for this, but I haven't been using it daily enough to share a video myself. I uh, I don't like doing that until I'm in the middle of like really owning it. That's same with my yoga practice. I'm really immersing myself in my own practice and I'm going to be starting hopefully teaching that again soon as well, but hopefully locally too. So I'm going to share a resource in the forum and I'm actually creating, uh, as I record this, it hasn't been created yet, but it will be there when this airs, I believe. So if it's not, it will be there shortly after. And it is going to be one of the the categories will be resources. And I'm going to share a link with you where I go for my tapping. And it's just no selling, no nothing, just my resources. Like I'm not, there's no links. I'm not a, a, like I'm not in any way tied to any of these. I'm just sharing resources that have helped me because I'm one person. I, as amazing as I think I am, and I am, I'm amazing. We all are amazing, right? But I can't do it all. So I'm outsourcing some places that I find resources as well. So that's a place where you'll find things that I've shared and that work for me or that I've just go to. So again, no, no affiliation or anything like that. Just places I found helpful. Cause again, one person, if I can build a team at some point, obviously then I'll have some people, but again, one person. So, you know, I can't do it all. Right. When we think we can do it all, then that's when we feel out of balance again. Right. So it's outsourcing th- some things as well. So tapping is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And if you're new to tapping, it is like acupuncture, but you use your fingers. So you can take it anywhere with you. And the tapping solution, where I'm going to have the link, actually have an app as well. And some are actually available for free, which is really cool. And I usually use a book. I kind of like to have a book around. So I use their their books, but I did use some of their free tapping meditations as well. And I find them really fun and helpful. Not even just fun, but like just really good and helpful. Simple to follow and, and things like that. So you just, there's certain points that you hit as you say, a po- well, first it's negative and then it goes to positive. But anyways, so it is really good 
to shift your energy. And I use this for so much. Stress, anxiety, when I can't sleep, weight loss, like just so many different things. So for balance, though, it really just helps when you are like, you know, it will be like, you'll have, like, I think they, oh, I haven't been on their app for a while, uh, but I know they had, one, actually I had one for anxiety once too, or overwhelm. I did tap on that. So anyways, there's a whole pile of things. It's not just for balance, but tapping is a really good way to shift from overwhelm and stress and change your energy up so you can look at it differently as well. And then another one, and this is a big one, is rebalancing your plate. Removing things or delegating things that you're doing. Or adding things that are missing. So one of the things, a big, big thing about balance is it's not just, you know, our life, right? Like it's looking at it like with different compartments, maybe <laughs> different branches of a tree. I shared in another episode where self, uh, self-care is, you know, not just doing one of like, you know, getting pedicures all the time, like only focusing on that, but like focusing on different things. When we need to find a balance in our life, we need to look at a whole picture, the mind, body, and the spirit. Now, obviously there's other life things going on in there, but a lot of the time when we're out of balance, it's like, are we taking care of our mind? Is our mind cluttered with beliefs that no longer serve us? Thoughts that are coming up that are negative? Things like that. Like, are we, what's going on in our mind? Are we taking care of our mind? And like, there's a lot of mental health out there, like to take care of you. Because there's a lot of stuff going on and we can get bogged down and have like a mental drain from negative things that we read on social media or the news, just so many different things. And then the body, taking care of our body on so many different levels, movement, feeding it, stress management, so many amazing things to take care of our body. And then the spirit, filling yourself up, doing things you love. And if any of those things are lacking, you're going to feel a sense of unbalanced or unbalancedness, whatever you want to say, but you're going to feel a little off centered because something is, is out of there. And then, so that's just us. And then you throw in your everyday life and that's a whole different kind of balance, right? Like today, as I record this, uh, it's normally a work day for me. However, it's a pro D day for the school. So my husband and I had to work up something so I could balance the both of like the best of both worlds, right? So he worked in the morning. He took the morning shift because he works early in the morning and took a half day. So then he has the kids for a few hours and then I'll be back with them again soon. So it's just taking those breaks. It's all about balance. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing. I didn't have to give up my whole work day, but it's finding that fun balance. So after I'm done here and I'm done working, I get to spend you know, from lunchtime on with them and having some fun with them. So it's just, again, balance and oh, so much, so much to balance in our life. And I know I talked about that in the first episode on balance and, you know, it's just, it's finding what works for you. That's a big one too, is finding what works for you. If you look at somebody else's life 
and you try to do what they do, it might not necessarily work. Because here's a fun fact. One of the people I follow, and he was really at the beginning of my self-love journey, is Robin Sharma. And he's big on the 5 a.m. club. Like he always has been like, wake up at 5 a.m., you know, have your hour of reflection and things like that. And I thought that sounded amazing. I'm like, yes, I can do that. I tried so hard to do that. Turns out I'm a night owl. I knew this from the get-go, but last year I learned that night owls can't actually be morning people. So night people can't become morning people, but morning people become night people. So for the longest time, I was trying to fit who I am into somebody else's idea of what I should be doing. And I struggled for years and years. And I beat myself up thinking, I should be able to do this and things like that. And over the years, I found what works for me. Being a night person, I actually about 2 p.m., I am on my A game. Like I have the most energy ever is when I'm the most creative. And sometimes even at 3 a.m. in the morning, I am. So it's doing what works for you. So that's why I'm sharing these tips and tools. Take what works for you or what might work for you. Like try it out. If it doesn't work, don't feel bad that it's not working. It's finding what works for you and your life situations. We're all on different parts of our journey. And it also our personalities and our just in general, we're all different. We're all unique and we're all beautiful. And we all need to find our own beautiful waves to ride. So trying to jump on somebody else's wave, it's not going to work so well. So do what works for you. Like Louise Hay has something in one of her books that was so beautiful. It's like, take what works and leave the rest behind. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing. But so what I share in any episode is something that I've learned that works for me or my clients or other people in my life but it doesn't necessarily mean it will work for you. So take what works and leave the rest behind. There's no shame, no guilt that doesn't it doesn't work for you or if it doesn't resonate with you. But in all fairness, try it first. I always like my kids with eating. You got to try it. You don't even know if you like it. Try it first. If it doesn't work, it's okay. If you don't like it, it doesn't work, you know, but try it a few times depending on your moods. Like there's certain times where I've, I've read something and it didn't work for me. Like I was like, ooh, this is not hitting the right note right now. Then I pick it up again like a month or two or even a year later. And that is when I meant to read it. So try it. If it doesn't work, that's fine. But don't write it off fully till you've tried it a few times. I think for food, it's like have your kid try something seven times. So let's say try it seven times. Not all in a row, but here in life. Try it out. If it doesn't work. That's cool. It wasn't meant for you, but maybe down the line it will be. All right. So it's rebalancing your plate. What does your plate look like? What are you doing in a day, in a week, in a month? Do you really need to do everything in there? Or even better, is there somebody you can ask for help, delegate different things? You know, like I I think I mentioned on another episode, we have our kids starting to do chores around the house. They get to do little things. So it's, you know, it's not giving them all our chores, but having them help out and they really love it. So it's really about rebalancing your plate, like having a look at everything you do. And here's an example is 
so our kids are in scouts and I believe I mentioned this already and they're in different day on different days. And last year was our first year they were in it and we went to almost every single event and we're like, this is too much. They had sometimes where there's three or four events on one weekend and we're like, ah, and even last year we didn't do them all. Well, we tried, but we're like, ah, we just can't this year going into it. We're like, we're not going to do it all. We're not going to try. If there's more than one event on a weekend, like we'll see where we're at, but probably just one. And, you know, know that it's okay to say no to some of the events. And we told our kids up front and we also have help. We have a friend driving one of our kids on a day because they have a child on the same day. So it's, it's delegating. So we're not r- driving back and forth all the time. But it's also being okay with saying no to some of the events. Our kids have a hard time with that because they want to get all the badges. And we have a hard time saying, you know, sometimes where it's like, oh, but we want you to get that badge too. So, but it's really making decisions. Just like the other week, my son's day landed on a day that there was an event at school too. So it's teaching our kids that they need to make decisions. It's one or the other. It can't be both, especially when it's at the exact same time in a different town. So it's all about saying yes to more things that light you up and saying no to things that don't. Now, obviously there's things in our lives, especially if you're a parent like I am, where you're in, especially in like school aged kids, where they are doing a lot of different things right now. And they rely on you to drive you to and from. Or some of them, we have to actually stay still, some of the events. So we are a parent and we are a part of their lives. So it's finding that that balance between ourselves and being a parent. And now if your kids are older, it's a little different. And, you know, it's more balancing you and then time with them and things like that. But It's saying yes to more things you love because when we're doing, if you look at a list of things and you realize that half the things on there or more than half are like things that don't bring you joy, you're just not going to feel fulfilled in your life. Like if all you're doing is, you know, household things or things to the family and you're not doing anything that fills you up you're going to feel really drained. And I'm saying this with so much love because I was there. Last year, my son wasn't in school yet. Oh no, the year before, sorry. Oh my goodness, he's this is his second year in school. Anyways, he went, the first year we moved to BC, he wasn't in school. I was home with him and I was working very, very few hours. Just kind of keeping my podcast that is public, the Loving Me, Myself, and Life. I was doing that. And I was doing very like few things, you know, coaching one-on-one and just doing a few little things, but my hours were very little and it wasn't enough. So, and I was feeling, cause I was just, you know, spending, I, I loved it. I got to spend so much time with extra time with my son, but then I was doing a lot of cleaning around the house and a lot of just, just different things that just did not bring me joy. So it's about balance like obviously we ha- we're adults we have responsibilities and you know life throws us obligations and it's finding that fun balance between doing things you love 
and, you know, taking care of life and living and, you know, all that fun stuff. Now, that being said, I want to throw in there that doing things that you don't love, like if cleaning is not a fun thing, but, you know, you want to get it done. I have found that putting on music or listening to a podcast or an audio book, any of those things work really well. I love music. I just throw it on. But sometimes I listen to a book. Uh, It depends on what chore I'm doing too, like bathrooms. If I'm cleaning a bathroom, it's going to be music. So it is about finding what works for you again. But if life throws you things that you're not like, oh, I'm not a big fan, make it fun. Make it fun. So it's not always about eliminating something, but how can you bring more joy into an event or into a a situation or like whatever it is in your life, right? Like sometimes we just have to do it. I've watched people where parents have, you know, lots of events like soccer, or just different sporting events. And they're at school, like they're at the the school or whatever, and they stay in their car and read or work or just do something that lights them up. So it's finding different things that work for you with in, involving your your life things that you might not be able to say no to or you don't want to say no to because, you know, they involve family or a friend or whatever it is. What I find too is sometimes I actually bring a book with me. And this started, oh, years ago when my my kids, I just had them. I have that I just have a book around or I have like an earbud that I can put in to listen to an audiobook. And this is like if I'm waiting for somebody or, you know, like a friend's late, instead of being mad or frustrated, I just read a book. And then they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, it's totally cool. Like I get some reading time in. I remember too, like going to the hairdresser. I, here, I actually never have to wait. I just walk in and I'm good to go. But other times like you're sitting and waiting. So instead of scrolling social media or things like that, or looking at the news, I would read a book and it fills me up in like in five or 10 minutes. It's just those little pockets. You don't have to have hours and hours and hours of doing things that you love. Now you can, if you can, that's awesome. But when my kids were super young and babies, I literally had to find little pockets of time. So I've used some of those throughout. Now as I have a little less that I need to do that in now. And like I even took, I used to take it to pick up my kids at school. I would sit, you know, on the grass, especially when, it was, you know, in the early months of school, like September, October, and I would just read. Nowadays, I actually just go and socialize with parents because I really connect with a lot of the parents at our kids' school. But before I felt like kind of odd at the other school when we were in Ontario. And it just, there was sometimes where I, I would sit, but it was a lot of negativity And I just didn't really resonate with that. And I didn't want to be in conversations that were negative. Uh, So I would just read. Now, I know that seems a little, now looking at it, it's like, oh, I was like antisocial. But I really just wanted to read something positive and not be surrounded by negativity. And so it's just really figuring out when and where it will work for you. Like I said, now now I socialize. I talk with other parents. I really connect with a lot of people now. So it just, it's, you know, everything in our life will work at one point and then maybe not work so much at another point. So just being aware of that. 
and things like that. So yeah, keeping a book handy or like I said, an audio book or uh, you can even use it on whatever reading device you have. I just, I'm old fashioned. I really like holding books in my hand. And and sometimes my audio book is just nicer. I used to do that walking to school. Now, because we're surrounded by nature, I actually just do like walking meditations. Or if my husband are, is walking with me, that's our time to like catch up with one, in, one another. Just things like that. But it's so different in each in each situation. Like I said, like what I did three, four years ago is different than what I do now. So I'm just kind of sharing it all and hopefully something helps. Like if you're a new mom, you know, if you're trying to stay awake while doing the dishes, listening to an audio book, that that was really helpful for me. I did a lot of listening while doing the dishes. And now I actually find a lot of the time I want to mindfully be doing the dishes so like just being like, it's a meditations like zone. It's so fun. So it's wherever you are on your level of life, like really wherever you are in your journey, different things work for different people and different times in your life. So I hope this helps. I know this is a long one. Um, hopefully next one, I'll just keep it a little shorter. Maybe we'll see. Um, and I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day. Bye for now.